The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As we were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swaying by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you, what did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one of whom I, it was written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you. Among those born of women... There has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I went fly fishing with Dad a couple of weeks ago, and I was walking along the path beside the water, and I looked down and I noticed that a butterfly had fallen during the night on the ground. It caught me because of the colors, the beautiful yellows and bright oranges and purples. It looked like a stained glass window. So I stooped down to take a better look at it. And what I saw is on one wing, and all the lines and the colors matched perfectly the wing on the other side. It was like a mirror image. And I thought to myself, gee, I wonder how this, how to, how to do this, <laughs> how to accomplish this. So I said to God, God, you did a really nice job with this butterfly. <laughs> and then God said back, gee, I'm fine. Gee, I'm glad somebody notices me around here. And I think that's true. I think God wants us to acknowledge him. I think God wants us to notice him. I think God wants us to praise him and say, gee, you did a nice job. But, you know, I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our lives and our problems and the worries and anxieties that, that we often sometimes don't, don't see God in our lives. Oh, do you remember a time when Jesus, when he, was, uh, when he gave sight to the blind man? Or when he was in the synagogue and there was this woman that was hunched over for 18 years and that very day the Lord saw her and straightened her up? And remember the time that the paralyzed man <laughs> picked up his, walk, his mat and walked away? 
Did you notice that in every, every one of those instances, the crowd in the house or the crowd in the synagogue or the crowd that was around the blind man, they all started to praise God. And they were very joyful. And the reason why is because God gave them a reason to praise him. You know, it's not like, uh, I suppose it's time to praise God, I guess. That's not how it works. That's not how praise works. First, God gives us a reason to praise him. And that, I think that that's the, the most important thing that we have to remember. Oh, let me tell you a nice Christmas story. This is my version of the Christmas story. So the uh, angels were sent to the philosophers, and the angels said to the philosophers, Go to Bethlehem, and there you will see a child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So the philosophers went, and then they saw, they walked in, and they saw the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And the philosophers said, No, 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 this can't be God. It's, a, it's metaphysically impossible that this is God, because God cannot be born. He is he's eternal. So the philosophers, they walked out, and they left unimpressed. So then the angels of the Lord were, were sent to the scientists. And they sent the scientists to the soul. The scientists went to Bethlehem, and they saw the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And the scientist says, well, well th- th- this can't be God. And the mother can't be a virgin because it's biologically impossible for a virgin to have a child. So, so they left, and the scientists left unimpressed. So then the angels, they, they uh, appeared to the social workers. And then the social workers went to Bethlehem after they got the message and they saw the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And, and the shepherd and the, and the social workers said, this, this can't be the savior of the world. This child is, is, is poor. This child is not going to have enough money or enough education to be able to make an impact in the world. It's impossible that this child is going to be the savior of the world. So the social workers, they left unimpressed. But then the angels were sent to the shepherds in the field, and they said to the shepherds, go to Bethlehem. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem, and they saw the child wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And it was said that the shepherds were were so joy-filled that they, they started to shout praises to God. And they left them joy. And so I said, whoa, time out, hold it, just time out, wait a minute. So I went to one of the shepherds and I says, how is that possible? I says that the, the philosophers went there. They, they didn't see anything. They said it was impossible that it was God. And then the scientists went there and they said, that's impossible that it was God. They called it a myth. And then finally, the, the, uh, the social workers, they didn't see the savior of the world. How is it possible that you guys go in there and see God? So the shepherd said, of course that's God. Because God loves to do the impossible Here's the way praise works. First, God comes to us and gives us a reason to praise him. He just got to see it. So, do you have shepherd eyes?